It's good to have you guys in the house of the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So this morning, uh, we are starting on a new series this morning. Who has been paying attention on what we are going to be talking about? Amen. I usually have my go-to person over there. Tali, what are we going to be talking about? Prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. We are going to be talking about prayer. Amen. And the best teacher is always application. Yeah. The best teacher of prayer is when you pray. Yeah, when you lift up your hands, when you go before God and you begin to pray. That's the best way to learn something. Amen. When you do the practical of it. Amen. Amen. We as a church, we just don't want to be a church that talks prayer. But we want to be a church that lives prayer. Yes. We want a lifestyle of prayer. When people say, what do you know that church about? Let them say the first thing, they are a prayerful church. Amen. Amen. They pray, they seek God. Amen. And I'm going to explain this morning why it is important that we have to be identified as people of prayer. What is the reason why we have to be a prayerful people? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, We had uh, the privilege on uh, Friday night those that were here on Friday night that uh, we had uh, Pastor Deza teaching us on prayer. Amen. Amen. And he gave us the different types of prayer that they are. Amen. Amen. So this morning I'm going to, I titled my series, to, this week I'm going to be talking about when you pray. I said we, it's a three-part series, when you pray, and next week we are going to be looking at when you worship. Amen. Amen. Then the week after, we'll we'll be looking at when you give. Amen. Amen. And after that, I believe it will be time for our conference. Amen. Amen. Yes, hallelujah. God is doing amazing things. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. When you pray, hallelujah. What does the Bible say about when you pray? What does the word of God say about the time that you go before the Lord? Amen. Amen. Uh, The first, uh, what I want us to first look at this morning is when the disciples of Jesus, they went to their master and said, Master, teach us how to pray. Amen. So Jesus then begins to teach them how to pray. I must believe there was something that provoked them to go to Jesus, to ask Jesus to teach them to pray. Right? If you want to be taught how to cook, You have to go to find somebody that you know to have some awesome, delicious recipes. Amen. You have to find somebody that is a master in a particular trait. So these disciples of Jesus, they had walked with Jesus. They were observing something about the life of Jesus. That he was a man of prayer. Hallelujah. He was a man given to prayer. That's why they approached him and said, Jesus, will you teach us how to pray? Jesus was not a novice at prayer. Jesus was an expert at prayer. He was prayerful. Hallelujah. That's why they approached Jesus. Wasn't Jesus the son of the living God? Wasn't he the son of God? Did he not? Why did he need to go and pray? What was the necessity of prayer? He was the son of the living God. He could command mountains and mountains would move. He would speak to diseases and diseases would flee. But we hear the word of God saying, the disciples, they went to Jesus and said, Master, teach us how to pray. They had observed something about the life of Jesus. That he was a prayerful man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, This morning, let's turn our Bibles uh, to the book of, I believe it's Matthew chapter 6. Sorry, we'll read Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Uh, Then we'll also read Mark 6 verse 46. Amen. Mark chapter 1 verse 35, it says, Now in the morning, having having risen a long while before daylight, this is talking about Jesus, he went out and departed to a solitary place, to a place that was secluded. Hallelujah. And there, what did he do? He prayed. Hallelujah. What did he do? 
He prayed. Come on, somebody say it with conviction. What did he do? He He departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. Jesus prayed. Amen. Amen. Uh, Mark chapter 6 verse 46 then goes on to say, And when he had sent them away, after he had fed 5,000 people, he had done miracles. Hallelujah. He had done wonders. What does he do after that? The word of God says he sent them away. He sent his disciples and said, go over to the other side. And he dispersed the multitude that was around them, around him. Amen. And the word of God says, and when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain. To do what? Ah, come on, somebody. I need a lively church. Help me preach. What did he depart to the mountain to do? Ah, someone is still not saying it. What did he depart to the mountain to do? He went to pray. Jesus went to pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You have got to match this energy. Amen. Yeah, you have got to be excited about the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Whoever stands upon this pulpit to minister, your capacity to receive will propel them to, 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 to give you deeper things. The word of God says, deep calls out unto deep. Yeah. Because if your, if your, your ability to receive is mediocre, when you come here, then you'll be like, ah, okay, they are not receiving me. Even Jesus at one time, he went and he said, I cannot go there, right? Because they did not accept. You have to learn to accept first. Hallelujah. Yeah. When someone stands here, your ability to receive has to draw something deep from within them. Hallelujah. So let's get excited about the way. So what did Jesus go into the mountain to do? He went to pray. Amen. Jesus, the son of the living God, went to pray. Hallelujah. Two scriptures that we have seen that are telling us about how Jesus went into the mountains to pray. Now, the word of God says in the book of uh, 2 Corinthians, chapter, 4, chapter 10, verse 4. Uh, can, we turn, can we turn there? 2 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 4. It says, for the weapons of our warfare, they are not what? Carnal. But they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Amen. Hallelujah. Our weapons of warfare, they are not carnal. Which means prayer is a powerful weapon. It is not a canal weapon. Hallelujah. Yes, it is a powerful weapon. That is powerful for what? For pulling down strongholds. Come on, somebody say for pulling down strongholds. Yes, prayer is powerful for pulling down strongholds. So the things I'm going to be touching in the next three weeks, today prayer, it is a weapon that God has given us that is essential for pulling down weapons. Next week, uh, for strongholds. Next week we are going to be looking at worship. Hallelujah. It is a weapon that God has given us that when you go in worship, he tabernacles in the worship of his children. Yeah, when God is in your life, mountains move. Hallelujah. And we are going to be talking about giving. Hallelujah. Because when you give, the Lord will rebuke the devourer on your behalf. Hallelujah. So the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty, but they are powerful unto the pulling down of strongholds. That's why as a church, it is important that we become a prayerful church. Because when you pray, you pull down strongholds. When you pray, you pull down strongholds. It doesn't matter what has been holding you back. When you pray, strongholds are fall fall down. Amen. When you pray, mountains move. Prayer is the capital stock that we have by which Christ carries out his duty or his great work upon the earth. Yeah. God carries out his great work through prayer. If he's going to do anything in this world, he's going to take a people that are prayerful. Uh, I, I was reading a book a few weeks ago uh, called uh, Fresh Wind, uh, Fresh Flame. And in that book, they were giving an account about a man called uh, Charles Finney. And as they were describing this man, he was known for being a great revivalist. They said the, they tried to find the secret that was behind the ministry of Charles Finney. Then they found that this man had people that were behind him. He had people that were behind him that were known for being prayer warriors. Before he would go to a city, 
There was a man called, whose name was called Nash. He would go there two weeks or a week before Finn would get there. When he gets there, their purpose was only to go there to pray. One day, they went there to, the, to a city where Charles Finn was supposed to minister. And when they got there, uh, Nash and, 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 and three other men, the word of God, uh, the account says, when they got there, uh, and Charles Finney followed a few weeks later, the, a woman came to knock at Charles Finney's house. And says, Dr. Charles Finney, there are some men that said they know you. They came here about uh, a week ago. But we are, I'm concerned about them. Because for three days, they've not come out of their room. So I went there into the room to see what they were doing. And I found that they were lying prostrate on the ground. And all I could hear were groanings. I don't know if they are okay. Then Charles Finney answered and said, they are okay. Don't worry. Hallelujah. Because he had men that were prostrate, laying prostrate in prayer. Hallelujah. Preparing for revival. Hallelujah. Hallelujah preparing for revival. They would go before him in prayer. They were intercessors. Hallelujah. All they were praying for was for revival. All they were praying for was for God to have his way. Amen. And Charles Finney, when he would get to the city and minister, the platform would already be laid. The atmosphere would already be conducive for God to have his way. Hallelujah. And many men would come and give their lives to Christ. And I was reading also about another man, hallelujah, who was known uh, for prayer. Amen. The, word, the account of this man says, one time the queen of Scotland said, I'm afraid, I'm, I'm afraid of the prayers of John Knox more than I am afraid of the whole armies of the world. He said, she said, there's only one thing I'm, af I'm afraid of. It is the prayers of this man. Hallelujah. He was a prayer warrior. When he would pray for his nation, he would say, God, give me Scotland or I will die. That's the kind of prayer that he would present before the Lord. God is looking in this generation for people that would say to the Lord, Lord, give me souls or I will die. Give me the United States of America or I will die. Give me Carol Corner or I will die. Give me Dallas or I will die. Give me Texas or I will die. Give me the nations of the earth or I will die. Because the word of God says in the book of Psalm chapter 2 verse 8, ask for the nations and I'll give them to you as an inheritance. The uttermost part of the world for your possession. But the secret is in asking. The secret is in prayer. When you pray, we will take over this city for Jesus. Revival will hit the city of Carrollton because this church is going to go on its knees and pray. We are going to go on our knees and pray. Who change the destinies of nations. When men pray, the destinies and the direction of nations are impacted. When you pray, hallelujah, you are able to shift atmospheres. You are able to change things, hallelujah. Jesus, his ministry, what he was miracles and wonders would follow him because he had understood the secret. The secret was fellowship with the Father. What does he say about doing miracles? He says, there is nothing that I do unless I see the Father, what? Doing it. How do you see what the Father is doing? When you pray, spend time on your knees. Hallelujah. When you do neology, hallelujah. When, you're, when your knees are accustomed to going on the ground and praying, God will begin to unravel things for you. God will begin to reveal things that are hidden. The word of God says, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Seek the Lord with all your heart. That's what prayer is about. Seeking the Lord. The word of God says, call unto me and I will, I will answer you. And I will show you great and unsearchable things that are not what common to man. Yes, if your life, if you need something uncommon to happen to you, you have to do the seeking. You have to seek the face of the Lord and he will reveal uncommon things. Don't let your life be ordinary. The secret is in prayer. 
That's where they're hidden things. Mysterion is hidden. When you go on your knees, God begins to reveal things to you. When you are a person of prayer. We have to be a people, a church of prayer. When, where do you run to when you are facing a wall that is refusing to move? Who do you run to? Do you go on your knees? I've come to tell you the longest distance you have to travel to get your breakthrough is the distance between your knees and the ground. When you put your knees to the ground, there you obtain great victories. Hallelujah. Walls will move. Mountains will move for you. You speak to mountains and mountains will move because you know how to go on your knees. That's the secret to changing of lives. When that marriage is not working as you want it to work, you don't have to go and find mining and so and so. You have to go on your knees and say, Lord, my house, remember it. My marriage, remember it. My children, remember them. They are coming out of addiction. When matter, you go on your knees and begin to pray. Hallelujah. I believe my life is a product of great prayer. I remember times at our house when my father would wake up in the morning and you hear him praying, hallelujah. You hear him speaking in tongues. You would hear him praying, hallelujah. And when a father prays for you, my God, hallelujah. And you know your father is praying for you. And there were times you would lay his hands on me and say, I prophesy the prophetic upon your life. My God, lay hands on them children, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The power of prayer. Prayer changes lives. Prayer impacts lives. Prayer changes the destination and the course of lives. When you pray, Jesus being the son of God understood the secret. Hallelujah. And I said the other time, prayer is not only about need. Because prayer existed before need existed. When in the garden, the word of God says God would come in the cool of the day and say, Adam and Eve, where are you? They didn't have any need in the garden. It was just a time of sweet fellowship. Hallelujah. It was just a time of communion, of feasting at the table. For he prepares a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Hallelujah. It was just a time of sweet fellowship. Adam and Eve would say, how are you doing God? And God would say, I am doing great. And and as they would exalt his name, he inhales their praises and exhales blessings upon their lives. When you exalt the name of the Lord, you can only but be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have examples in the Bible of mighty men and women that went on their knees and things changed. There's a a woman called Hannah in the Bible. In the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 1, hallelujah. The word of God says that woman was barren. And and, 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 uh, her husband, Elkanah, had another wife called Penina. Hallelujah. Who would, would ridicule her, buffer at her, and, 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 and laugh at her because she was barren. But my Bible tells me that one day, let's look at it, First Samuel. My God. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 2. And he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah and the name of the other, Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. This man went up from, a city, from his city early to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Ophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all his sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. For he loved Hannah. Hallelujah. Although the Lord had closed her womb, and her rival also provoked her severely. Hallelujah. Penina provoked her. Hallelujah. What do you do when you are provoked by circumstances of life? What do you do when you are provoked by situations? When situations look you in the face and they provoke you, what do you do? This woman was barren. Hallelujah. 
She had no children. And Penina had children. What do you do when you are facing a barren situation? What do you do when you have no fruit to show for your labor? What do you do when you have no fruit to show for your faithfulness? The word of God says, and uh, let's, let's continue to read. Verse 8, then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not yet eat? Hallelujah. And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now, um, now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Hallelujah. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you indeed look on my affliction, the affliction of your maid servants, and remember me and forget not your maid servants, but will give your maid servant a male child, then I will give him to you. The Lord of all the, uh, to give him to, I'll give him to the Lord all the days of his life. She goes to the Lord. She makes a vow in prayer that Lord, if you give me a son, I'll give him to you all the days of his life. Hallelujah. Yes, there are times you've got to go in prayer and make a vow unto the Lord and say, God, here I am. But you know what? The greatest vow has been has already been made. Because Christ, when he went on the cross and he died there, he made the greatest vow to the Father that you have a right to enter into his presence. When you enter in, you come back retrieving answers. The word of God says, they that go forth bearing precious seed, they that go forth weeping, shall come back in joy. They shall come back carrying their sheaves. Hallelujah. They will come back fruitful. Hallelujah. What do you do when you are barren? Hallelujah. I always pray and I say, Lord, this church will not be a barren church. We have souls in this place. We will not be barren. Hallelujah. I pray to the Lord and I say, Lord, make us a fruitful people. We don't want to be barren. We don't want to be barren. We will win souls for the kingdom of God. We will be fruitful because we abide in you. And the branch that abides in you will bear fruit. Yeah. Prayer is about abiding in the Father. And his characteristic and his nature begins to rub on you. Hallelujah. The word of God says and when Moses came from being in the presence of the Lord, his face was glowing and shining. And he covered his face because the people could not behold his, his face. There was something, there was a radiance, a glow upon his face that showed he had been with the Lord. When you are in the presence of God, his glory will rub on you. Hallelujah. Miracles will follow you. Signs and wonders will follow you. Because you know how to pray. You know how to fellowship with God. Yeah, hallelujah. My God. My God. I love my mother-in-law. My wife was saying the other day, uh, actually, it was me. She was saying, sometimes you know mama is coming because you hear her singing. Mazua, oh say. And you know mama is up Hallelujah When she's doing her stuff You know she is a woman That is rooted in prayer Hallelujah My God And we are products of prayer We are products of prayer Hallelujah There are women that are rooted in prayer There are the hunters That are refusing to be buried Hallelujah Mighty mighty God That say yes My children will prosper my children will flourish. My children will succeed. Hallelujah. Mighty, mighty God. Mothers, you have to pray for your children. You have to pray for your children. I believe this, this is the mother of uh, John Wesley, if I'm not wrong. The word of God says she had, uh, I think, eight sons. Eight sons. And she would commit to pray an hour for each son every day. Eight hours in prayer. Yeah, that's where the Methodist church came from. From prayer. From prayer. A mother that would say, my children will serve the Lord. If there's any treasure I can pass on to them, let it be a treasure of prayer. 
if there's anything I can pass on to them, let it be the heritage of prayer. If there's any greatest treasure you can never give to your children, let it be that you are a prayerful mother. That it rubs on to them. That they know who to run to when they are facing a barren situation. They know who to confront when they are facing mountains that are refusing to move. They know how to go on their knees. That's the greatest treasure you can ever pass on to the next generation. Hallelujah. The disciples of Jesus said, Master, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. We have to know how to pray. Yeah, you don't pray with your mouth closed. That's why I always say, open your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, don't be left behind. I remember when I was learning to pray, and we had gone to a youth retreat, and I heard this woman praying. She was on her knees, and she says, Father, come and tabernacle with us. And I said, God, I'm going to look up that word because I know I need to use it in my prayer. There are times you've got to copy words of prayer. Yeah, you have to go to copy prayer. Yeah, when you don't know how to pray, go to the book of Psalms. Open it and look at the word of, oh God, hallelujah. Look at David saying, restore a rightful spirit within me, oh God. Hallelujah. Look at David saying, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And you make it your prayer. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't just say, I don't know how to pray. Open your ears and listen to what others are praying. Yeah. Then tomorrow it's you that's saying, Lord, come and tabernacle with us. Hallelujah. I've heard people that are saying, Lord, we are not leaving this place the same way. And I said, Lord, that's wonderful. I need to I need to say it also. Therefore, I take it, I go to the Lord and I say, Lord, we are not leaving this place the same. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, because there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, that's how you learn how to pray. Amen. Open your ears. Hear others praying. Open scripture. Look at the sounds and say, Lord, teach me how to pray. Teach me how to pray. Teach me how to pray. You will not know what it means to have a reckless abandon before, abandonment before the Lord if you don't copy to lift up your hands. Hallelujah. When you see others lying on the floor, try it and see what it does. Try it. Say, God, I've seen people lying on the, on the floor in prayer. I want to know what it feels like to humble myself, to empty myself. I want the experience of being empty of myself. Like John the Baptist that says he must increase and I must decrease. I want to know what it means to decrease as Christ increases. Hallelujah. I want to know what it means to have humility. Teach me, Lord, to go on my knees. I've never gone on my knees to pray before. But, Lord, teach me to pray. Amen. Therefore, he gave us a model prayer, the Lord's prayer. And he says, when you go before the Lord, say, Our Father, who art in heaven, how Lord be thy name. Enter his courts with thanksgiving with adoration, with praise. Hallelujah. That's prayer. When you just say, God, thank you for waking me up this morning. I thank you, Lord, that I have breath in my nostrils. I thank you, Lord, that I have a heartbeat. I thank you for putting food for me on the table. I thank you, you are good to me. I thank you for the wife you have given me. I thank you for my children. And not only for the things that I have, but the things you are going to do. I thank you in advance, because you have blessed me even though my eyes have not yet seen but I'm confident that I'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living Lord I thank you because you brought for me you perfect everything that concerns me oh God I'm expecting good because you are a good good a good God every good and perfect gift comes from above from the father of light who blesses without turning without aberration without a shadow of turning. He is not like man. He does not change like shifting shadows. But he is faithful to who he is. He will not deny himself. Lord, because I am a part of you, you will not deny me. I have Christ in me. The hope of all glory. 
Lord. Therefore, I expect my life to be a life of miracles and wonders. Isaiah says, me and my family are a symbol unto the Lord for miracles and wonders. Hallelujah. You are a symbol unto the Lord for miracles and wonders. Your life will be full of miracles. Your life will be full of wonders. Your life will be full of the glory of God. All the days of your life, you will see the hand of God at work. You will see the hand of the Lord at work in your life. There will always be a hedge around your life. There will always be fire upon your life. To keep you from demons. To keep you from powers of evil. To keep you from darkness. My God. My God. Hannah went and she began to pray. The word of God says, And Eli the prophet came. And she thought she was drunk. He thought she was drunk. (coughs) Have you ever prayed to where people think you are drunk? Have you ever prayed? Yeah. To where people say, ah, this one is insane. I think she has lost it. Have you ever prayed to that extent? Why do you need mountains to move? Hallelujah. You pray like Hannah. She says, I will not touch any food. You have to pray and fasting. The word of God says this type goes out not by, by what? By prayer and by fasting. Yeah, couple your prayer with fasting. Hallelujah. You humble your flesh. The word of God says, and, 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 and Eli, and she said to Eli, I'm not drunk. I've been before the Lord. And Eli said, whatever you are praying for, may the Lord do it for you. When God wants to birth something powerful, he needs a woman that will, that will stand in prayer. Hallelujah. He needs a, a, a midwife that will be used to bring forth something supernatural. Something was about to be birthed. God was preparing the greatest prophet ever that was coming. His name is called Samuel. And he needed a vessel that would go on the knees and pray. Because the anointing upon Samuel was supposed to be a great anointing. The anointing to anoint kings. The anointing the anointing to anoint kings. Yeah, so, so he needed a woman that would go in prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, we refuse for our seed not to save the Lord. Our children will save the Lord. Because we have said it in prayer and we will continue to say it. They will be the first in their classes. They will be the head and not the tail. They will be prosperous. They will be above and not beneath. Because we are a people of prayer. We pray like Hannah prayed. Hallelujah. There is another man. His name was called Jabez. The name means pain. He was, the word of God says, he was born in pain. Therefore, he was called pain. Which means that the, the, the predicament upon his life was pain, pain. Every time people would call him, they would be pronouncing pain. They would be declaring pain upon his life. Every time they would say Jabez, they would be saying pain. You cannot escape pain. You stay in pain. But he said, no, 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 no. God, people have declared some things over my life. Every day of my life, when people call me, they are declaring to upon my life but Lord I need a change I need something to change Lord I need something that's powerful that will counteract the negative words that have been spoken about my life I need something greater that will counteract what has been said concerning me when they talk about velocity or something getting in motion or for something to move they say that Initially, there has to be a force that is opposing. When something is stationary like this, it means the force of motion, right, plus the opposing force, they are equal. Right? That's when it's at a state of motion. But for there to be a motion, right, it means 
we need the resisting force so that there will be traction, right? So when we have the resisting force and a prevailing force, now, the prevailing force is a force that is greater, right, than the counteracting force. Then we begin to have motion. Something begins then to what? To move. Right. So in life, when you are facing something contrary, that's opposing movement over your life, it means you need something or a higher force, a powerful force, a greater force that will counteract the things that you are going through. You need a God force. You need a God force. And the God force is obtained in prayer. Jabez said, God, I have an opposing force that's coming upon my life. It's called pain. But I don't want to have pain anymore. I don't want to have pain anymore. I don't want to be called pain anymore. Hallelujah. And the word of God says, Jabez prayed to God. Let's look at scripture. First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10. And the Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, do you see here? He called on the God of Israel what? Saying. Yeah. Prayer is about what? Saying. He called on the God of Israel saying, all that you would bless me indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. It doesn't just end by bless me. But he says indeed. Amen. Now what does that mean? He's saying to God, I want it double for my trouble. He's saying to God, I've caught the thief. Your word says when a thief is caught, he has to return sevenfold what he has stolen. So he's saying to the Lord, I want a blessing, but I just don't want a blessing that will counteract pain. But Lord, I want a blessing that when they look at me, it will be obvious that I am blessed. It will be obvious that your blessing is upon my life. He says, bless me indeed. Bless me surely. Let there be no doubt. Let there be no doubt. Let not people wonder whether it's a blessing, it's a curse, whether you are coming or you are going. Let people know for sure that you are a child of God. That you are blessed. You are blessed. That you are blessed. That you are blessed. Let people know you are blessed. The word of God says, Jabez prayed and says, Lord, bless me indeed. And enlarge my territory. That your hand will be with me. And that would keep me from evil. That I may not cause pain. Hallelujah. So God did what? Granted him. You cannot be granted without praying. You cannot be granted without asking. Ask and you will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. You cannot obtain without knocking. You have first of all to knock at that door and the door will open. He prayed and God opened the door. I don't know what door you are facing that's been closed. But that door will open this morning. That door will open this morning. My Bible says when Isaiah was in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. The word of God says that he saw the 24 elders going before the Lord. Prostrating themselves. And they would say holy and holy. And the word of God says and the the, 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 the pillars of the temple began to move. They began to make way. They began to make room. When God shows up in your life, he makes a way where there is no way. When you pray, he changes the direction of your life. He breaks every case. When you pray, curses will be broken. 
When you pray, breakthrough will be retrieved. When you pray, you have success. When you pray, you overcome. When you pray, you flourish. When you pray, you prevail. When you pray, you will be successful. When you pray, God will answer. When you pray, when you pray, hallelujah. When you pray, come on somebody say, when I pray, God hears me. When I pray, God answers me. When I pray, I come out victorious. When I pray, I win. I win. Hallelujah. There was a man that had been swallowed by a fish. His name was called Jonah. He was in the belly of the fish. Hallelujah. The word of God says, and Jonah cried out unto the Lord and said, Lord, remember me. You might be in the very darkest of bits. You might be in hell itself. But when you pray, God will hear you. When you pray, God will answer you. It doesn't matter what backside of the desert you are in. God will hear you from the backside of the desert and will bring you to the forefront. The word of God says, and the fish went and took him to his destiny. What was meant to kill you will propel you to your destiny because you have prayed. When you pray, what the enemy meant for bad, God will turn it around for your good. When you pray, hallelujah, the weapons that were coming against you, they will be reversed. Every force against your life, I reverse it today in the name of Jesus. Every force that is contrary in your life, I reverse it right now. Send it back to sender in the name of Jesus. We send it back to the sender in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Send it back to where it came from. It's not, it's not yours to live in poverty. Send it back where it come from. It's not your portion to live in sickness. Send it back to where it came from. It's not your portion. You will live. You will not die. Send death where it came from. Send it back to sender. Send back to sender. What is not your portion? Send it back to sender. Poverty is not your portion. Send it back to sender. Hallelujah. Send it back to the sender. Jabez is sent it back. And he said, my life will not be painful and neither will I cause pain. But I will be a blessing. When people behold me, they will say, Jabez is a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mighty, mighty God. We are reversing some cases that were over your life this morning. We are sending them back. Ah, those forces that refuse for you to prosper. We are sending them back this morning. Those forces that are pulling you down to addiction. I'm canceling them right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, we are putting an abjunction right now. Yes, you are a child of God. The seal of God is upon your life. You will not die. You will not die in poverty. Yeah, there are forces that you... The, the more you try to make progress in life, they keep pulling you back. The more you say, you know what, now I've got this job. The next thing you are fired from that job. There are forces that keep trying to hold you back. The moment you think you have got something good working, then those contrary forces, they keep pulling you down. But today I refuse. Today we refuse. By prayer, by fire, by thunder, we say in the name of Jesus, you will prosper. You will break free. You will break free. You are free. You are free of those things. You are free. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. You are free. You are free. Yes. You are free. Come on, say I'm free. Say I'm free. Say I am free. Say I am free. You are free to prosper. You are free to live a godly life. A desirable life. Yeah. There are some forces that when you want to try something good so people would admire your life, they keep dragging you back to the ranks. But today I refuse. 
When people look at your life, you will be an example. You will be an example of the goodness of the Lord. Your life will be a testimony of the power of God. That there is a God in heaven. And that there is a God who answers prayer. That there is a God who hears when you cry. Hallelujah. Nineveh had been banished to, yeah, to, 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 to die. But the word of God says when they, when they heard the message of Jonah, they, will, they rent their clothes. They put on sackcloth. They called unto the Lord. And the Lord stayed his wrath over, over the, the city of, of Nineveh. Hallelujah. The Lord will stay his wrath upon your life. The word of God says, Blessed is the man in whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. Hallelujah. Blessed is the person who has been redeemed by the Lord. The word of God says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Come on, somebody say, I am redeemed. I am redeemed. I am redeemed from addictions. I am redeemed from poverty. I am redeemed from suffering. I'm redeemed by the power of prayer. Hallelujah. Mighty, mighty God. Hallelujah. When you pray, the impossible become a possibility. When you pray, the impossible become a possibility. Because you are drawing from a greater power. Hallelujah. And when you approach his throne, you don't approach his throne as a beggar because you are no longer a beggar you are a child hallelujah it says let's look at Galatians chapter 4 as we close hallelujah 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, you are God in this place. You are the Lord of this house. Hallelujah. Now I say to you, as long as in air, Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Now I say unto you, as long as in air, as long as he is a child, does not differ from all the slaves. Yeah. Though he is what? Master of all. Mm. Some say what you don't know doesn't kill you. That's the greatest lie. Yeah. Yeah. Ignorance can kill you. Yeah. But the word of God says, My people perish because of what? Lack of knowledge. As long as you remain a what? A child. You are not different from a slave. Because a slave will be wondering. Should I go and approach the master? What should I do? But when you are a child and you know your place in the house, right? My kids, they know when they are in the house, they can just go to the refrigerator and take food, right? Right? Because they are children. Hallelujah. They know everything in the house belongs to them. Amen. Hallelujah. They know they are not servants. They don't have to come to the door and and wait outside and knock and uh, say, should we come into the house? When they come back from school, right? They know they'll just get there. You see a nine coming from school. She just opens the house. She gets in the house, right? She knows she is a child of God. She is a child of that house. Everything in that house belongs to her. She's an heir. Hallelujah. She's not a slave. So she approaches with confidence. Amen. When you go before the Lord, when you pray, you are not a beggar. Amen. When you pray, hallelujah, pray as a child. Amen. Hallelujah. Ask God anything that you, you need. Hallelujah. The word of God says, before you even ask, your father in heaven knows what you have need of. Amen. And he already answers you before you even ask. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 verse 6. When you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. So when you pray, your prayer is not directed to, to, to please men. Your, dire- your prayer is directed to catch the attention of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's to catch the attention of God. 
Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. God wants you to have joy. Hallelujah. Until now, the word of God says, John chapter 15, verse 24. You have not asked me anything what in my name. Ask and you will receive. Right. That your joy may be full. God wants your joy to be full. He wants you to be happy. Hallelujah. He wants you to have peace. So when you go to him in prayer, know that you are asking him something that he already delights in giving you. Yeah. When you go and ask him for healing, don't go thinking, oh, what if he will not heal me? He has already paid the price for you to, you to be healed. Hallelujah. So receive your healing. Receive the answers to your prayers. Receive what you have asked for. Hallelujah. Let's stand up in the sanctuary. Father, we thank you this morning. I want you to pray. Hallelujah. It's not enough to talk about prayer if you don't pray. Hallelujah. It's not enough to just have a conversation about prayer and not pray. There are many books that are written about prayer. Hallelujah. If you go to bookstores, I believe you see that most, probably the majority of books that are there, they're about prayer. Hallelujah. But it will not benefit us to have numerous and countless numbers of books and yet not pray. We have to be a people that pray. Hallelujah. And when you pray, things will change for you. I want you to lift up your hands. You know your life. You know what you need to pray for. And say, God, here I am. In prayer. Lord, here I am. Like Hannah. Lord, here I am, Lord. Hear my prayer. Lord, here I am, oh God. Like Jabezi. I pray to you, Lord. And I say, Lord, enlarge my territory. Expand my borders. Enlarge my sphere of influence. Lord, here I am. I pray to you, God. Hallelujah. Open your mouth and pray. Open your mouth and pray. Oh, seek the Lord. Call unto his name. Lift up your hands to him. And say, Lord, here I am. Change my life. Change my destiny. Here I am, Lord. Mountains. Speak to your mountains in prayer. And say, mountains, I command you in prayer. Move. And mountains are moving. I command. Yes, the fig tree. Yes, in your life. What needs to dry up? Let it dry up. What needs to be devoid of life? Let it die right now. Pray, pray. Say something to God. The Lord says, until now, you have not asked anything. Ask of God. Ask something. Ask something. Ask something. Don't go before the Lord and not ask something. Ask for that promotion. Ask for those papers. Ask for that breakthrough. Ask. Ask to the Lord. Ask for that child. Ask for that husband. Ask for that wife. Ask. Ask, 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 ask. Ask and whatever you ask, you will receive. Ask today. Ask. 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 Ask for those cases to break. Ask. Ask. Break chains in your life. By prayer. By prayer. Pray for those children. Pray for that baby. Pray. Pray for your family. Pray for your mother. Pray for your father. Pray for your children. Pray for your relatives. Pray. Pray. Pray for your nation. Pray for your city. Pray. Pray until something happens. Pray. Push. Push. Pray. Pray. Pray for that breakthrough. Pray for that door to open. Pray. Pray. Hallelujah. Pray. Pray. Pray, pray, pray for your life. Pray. Pray, Lord. Rataba kashata mayama. Regete bakashata mayama. Retete boko soto roboya. Regete tete rebayama. Resatata yama kashata ma. Retete tete rebondo robokosa.